My name is Carl Anthony, and I work in the automotive industry in Detroit. Sometimes that work encompasses future vehicle technology, and that's what we talk about here, for the most part anyway. This is AutoVision News Radio. When you go to an auto show, like Detroit, Chicago, New York, or LA, and you walk up to a manufacturer's display, you are there admiring a new, really cool car, truck, or SUV, and you have a chat with one of the product specialists in the display about the vehicle. These product specialists share all of the details with you, engine specs, trim levels, infotainment options, packages, pricing. They are a wealth of knowledge and they answer your questions without any pressure. If you have experienced this, then you have experienced experiential marketing. One of the most important aspects we have in the automotive industry between the factory and the dealership. These product specialists are not in sales. They are not paid on how many deals they close. Instead, they help consumers understand all of the features, options, and technology on a particular vehicle before they go to the dealership. Could experiential marketing help consumers warm up to the idea of autonomous cars or next-generation ADAS technology? What about electrification and software-defined cars? I believe the answer is yes, and we have three industry experts on this episode of AutoVision News Radio, Hetty Popson, David Agnew, and Lauren Kittle, who also believe the answer is yes. If I may, before we hear from them, I'd like to share a little backstory. You're listening to AutoVision News Radio with Carl Anthony in Detroit, Michigan. I spent the majority of my time between 2015 and 2019 on Chevy's national truck team, a large-scale experiential marketing program. I traveled the country with a team of product specialists led by Harmony Bailey, who is the best team leader I have ever worked for. On Team Harmony, or Team Harmonious as we called ourselves, we would travel to NASCAR and IndyCar races, hunting and fishing expos, farm and agriculture shows. Anywhere you could put a Chevy truck, we were there. And we did a ton of state fairs every summer. California State Fair, Minnesota State Fair, Wisconsin State Fair, lots of state fairs. (laughs) But as product specialists, we would help attendees at these events with any questions that they had about Chevy trucks. At the time, our program was based on what Chevy called a three-truck strategy. That was Colorado, Silverado 1500, and then Silverado HD, the 2500 and the 3500, HD being short for heavy duty. So our display had each of these trucks in it in varying combinations, trim levels, engine offerings, and so on. You spend a lot of time talking about things like payload and towing capacity, for example, and helping to understand the difference between a 2500 and a 3500 in the Silverado HD, which at first glance, it doesn't look like there's a lot. Uh, But once you dig into the spec sheet, there really is. So we would go through the difference between things like GVWR and GCWR between the two trucks. Differences in the payload capacity when you're looking at the 6-liter gas versus the 6.6 Duramax diesel. And then with the Duramax diesel, you spend a lot of time talking about the Allison transmission. Or, (laughs) how about this, the CPVA, CPVA. A centrifugal pendulum vibration absorber that is uh, in the Chevy Colorado with a 2.8 liter Duramax diesel engine. 
there is going to be a quiz on this later, so make sure you <laughs> make sure you remember what a CPVA is. But uh, the 2.8 liter Duramax Chevy Colorado, it was the first GM vehicle to incorporate such a design. Now the CPVA or centrifugal pendulum vibration absorber. Uh, resides in the torque converter for the truck's hydromatic six-speed automatic. The Colorado's CPVA is an absorbing damper with a set of secondary spring masses. Those spring masses vibrate in the opposite direction of any torsional pulsations that come their way by the diesel engine. So by vibrating in the opposite direction, the CPVA negates additional noise, vibration, and harshness that would otherwise find its way into the cab. In other words, you have a more comfortable ride when you're towing and hauling with the midsize Colorado. The truck is purposefully engineered in this way. So we would take these really in-depth, complex features with long names from the spec sheet, and we would essentially humanize them. And you could go down the list of specs on all of these Chevy trucks. Along with the towing and the payload conversation, we would talk quite a bit about braking. And especially when towing a heavy trailer, like a fifth wheel trailer, usually a camper or a gooseneck trailer, a horse trailer. And then you're going down a hill with that heavy load behind you. That creates a lot of friction and a lot of heat on the brakes. So we would explain features in the Silverado HD, like the diesel exhaust brake in the tow haul mode. And then we would go into further depth about how General Motors performed powertrain grade deceleration tests in Arizona to ensure that when those features are engaged, the truck slows down. Again, more confidence while you're towing. You don't feel like the truck is running away from you. So you would, again, take these complex features uh, these really in-depth engineering tests, and you would break it down and disseminate it in a way that was easy for uh, our guests to understand. And when one event was over, we would pack up and we would move to the next. It was really something. It was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. And if we are able to take systems and components and features on a diesel-powered HD truck and help consumers get their mind around them, can we do the same for the systems and components and features of an autonomous car? When consumers are towing, the stakes are high. There's a safety component because you have a large trailer behind you. And when you're towing, the driving dynamics of your truck change significantly. Everything is different. Acceleration, braking, steering, it all reacts differently. It all feels different. And now today, we're starting to see more ADAS systems for trucks, especially HD trucks. For example, the 2024 Silverado and Sierra HD, GM has a feature called Adaptive Cruise Control with Trailer. And what this does is it compensates for the added drag and the braking distances while towing. Meanwhile, the 2023 Ford Super Duty has a 360-degree trailer camera to help eliminate blind spots, and then there's actual and attachable blind spot information system if you have a fifth wheel or a gooseneck trailer. ADAS, I think, is going to continue to have a lot of application for trucks. We're probably just at the tip of the iceberg. We'll see more features like this as new models come out. But that's because, again, the stakes are high with safety and towing, just like the stakes for safety are high with an autonomous car. I imagine myself back now on the Chevy truck team circuit. And I envision how we might field a question about adaptive cruise control with trailer. 
and how it applies to when you're towing or how the multiple camera angles work. So helping consumers digest critical ADAS systems, in this case, driving a big truck, towing a trailer where there's a safety component, I do really believe we can take the concept, the same concept, and apply it to a fully autonomous car. And now for our guests on this episode of AutoVision News Radio to share more insight. We'll start with Hetty Popson. She's CEO of Productions Plus, a nationwide talent agency representing over 30,000 brand ambassadors, influencers, actors, models, performers, and product specialists. One of those product specialists was me (laughs) for Chevy's national truck team. Productions Plus works with several Fortune 100 companies to provide excellence in brand representation at major trade shows, auto shows, and other retail environments. Hetty is a graduate of Michigan State University, a keynote speaker, and is a current member of Vistage International. She shares with us the vision and mission of Productions Plus when it comes to experiential marketing in the automotive sector. Productions Plus is a nationwide talent agency, and we really stress the talent agency piece because we are not a staffing company, and we really like to make that differentiation. Our talent are not day players in the sense that they come in and they fill a gig. Most of these people are somewhat career product knowledge, uh, actors, actresses, singers, dancers, models certainly have a place here, but we also have a lot of people with marketing degrees, sales degrees, engineering degrees. Anytime that there's a product that is best explained, experienced, hence the word experiential, um, with a consumer, with a potential buyer, in person. It's that interperson connection that brings the product to life. Bringing the product to life means elevating the trust level. And as Hetty explains, it's important to take industry terminology and make it tangible and meaningful for consumers. Something experiential marketing programs are designed to do. Especially as you start to talk about autonomous vehicles, but if we even go back to fuel cell, my dad was an engineer. He worked for 25 years in the engineering field, mechanical engineer. And I could understand what he was talking about when we come come home and talk about, I just did redesign Chrysler's conveyor system. But without really looking at it and without experiencing it, there's a lot of scientific evidence. There's a lot of technology language. There's a lot of things when we're working on that as people, that's clear to us. Uh, It's just like when I talk about a talent agency, it's second nature to me. But to the average consumer, when you're talking about an autonomous vehicle now, you're going to get in a vehicle and it's going to drive you around. Watching that on a video or experiencing that virtually does not elevate the trust level. And I think also communicating all of the technology that goes into any product that I would say is above mainstream, whether it be a vehicle or anything that's really highly technical. I mean, I get a Breville toaster oven and I have to pick through it. When I'm at Williams-Sonoma and somebody shows me exactly how to use it, it's a five-minute digestion. So I think for autonomy, because you've got a safety issue attached to it, you've got a newness to it, unless you're in it and can really experience what that means and someone can answer questions based on what you're looking at, feeling, seeing, and experiencing, it just doesn't come to life as easily or as quickly. When I joined Chevy Truck Team through Productions Plus, before we ever went to a single event and got on the road, We attended uh, in-depth training sessions with GM leadership. These sessions were designed just to teach us all about the trucks and all of that knowledge and training then, as Hetty explains, we eventually took on the road with us. We're never cutting out the engineering component. We never want to cut out the creator. We never want to cut out the brand messaging. We do have certified professional facilitators 
where their expertise, it's kind of like a life coach or a therapist, their expertise is taking this technical information and figuring out how it needs to translate for these people to talk to consumers. So the first step is we always sit down with the clients and say, what are your five goals? And while we're having those conversations, our facilitators are with us so that they can hear directly from either an engineer, the brand manufacturer, the marketing manager, what the overall goal is. And then we begin to collaborate and co-create. So we have taken 700 page decks that talk about literally fuel cell and you know, all autonomy, and we break it down to a consumer would only need to know this. These are the pieces that are most important. It's the why that's there, and that always goes back to feature, advantage, benefit. Our next guest is David Agnew of Datastpeed. He's been involved firsthand with autonomous vehicle ride and drives. David is the VP of Business Development for Datastpeed, expanding the company's presence in the autonomous vehicle technology sector. Datastpeed, located in Metro Detroit, provides complete autonomous research and development vehicle integrations that allow engineers to get up and running quickly on their algorithm, sensor, or data research. They are famous for their by-wire kits. David began his career in the aerospace industry developing fly-by-wire control systems for the F-22 Raptor. He is an author on 21 patents related to electronic brakes, active safety, and autonomous driving. He received his bachelor's in mechanical engineering from the University of Michigan, Ann Arbor. During our conversation, David referenced the 2019 SAE World Congress at the Huntington Place in downtown Detroit, where a section of the exhibition hall was reserved for in-car demonstrations of autonomous technology. Prior to the event in 2019, the SAE contacted David and his team at Datastpeed to assist. They knew that we did autonomous technology and that we could support something like that. And it really fit well for us because we're doing a lot of R&D to develop technologies in a custom way, not just to drive on the roadways, but if somebody wants a vehicle to do a specific maneuver, you know, or specific items, we'll do that. So we said, yeah, sure, that'll be great. So we put together this event where we wanted it to be really not just experiencing our product. It was really all about experiencing all of autonomous technology. So we set it up so that the vehicles would interact with other vehicles, interact with stop signs. We had teleoperation like built into the back seat of the vehicle so that we could explain to them how that's going to be part of the system. The event ended up being really popular. And that had a continuous half hour to 45 minute line waiting for it the entire time. So it really was a introduction to everybody of what autonomous technology is and can be. David later recalled his time with Continental, setting up similar ride and drives, and was surprised in a good way by what he found. Continental Automotive in the U.S. was one of the first companies to start doing autonomous driving on the road, putting it out in front of the public. Well, that was my department. So I've been doing this, and we did that back in 2011, 2012, 2011. I had thought to myself when we were getting these events going, especially from the industry standpoint, I thought, you know what, there might not be so much interest in this, but, you know, yeah, let's do it. And uh, I was surprised personally that there was that much interest because it's been going on for so long. But I think what happened was people have been hearing about it so long, but nobody's been able to experience it yet. And one example I can give is a lot of the people coming through were engineers, you know, from the auto industry. And uh, and one of them, you know, we would ask them before they're getting in the vehicle and stuff, you know, what do you do? What are you interested in? That type of stuff. And one of the guys was an engineer working on autonomous vehicles. 
And I said, really? I said, have you driven in an autonomous vehicle before? And he's like, no, this is my first time. And he's acting like a little kid, you know, mm-hmm. with that kind of excitement. So there really is, I think, almost this real strong curiosity that's built up because, I mean, I've never seen so much media on a product that doesn't exist right. in my life as mm-hmm. with autonomous vehicles. So I think when the opportunity came along for people to ride it and get that experience, they really wanted it. We've seen studies, surveys, and other bodies of research that show a disconnect right now between consumers and autonomous vehicles. One of those disconnection points is on trust. Do we, as a society, who have been driving manually for well over a century, do we trust the vehicle to do that for us? As David explains, doing something like a structured ride and drive can help build trust among consumers. And it's not that such trust would happen overnight, but if nothing else, there's a chance to share information with consumers and engage in a dialogue. Part of trusting a technology, I think, is understanding the technology. That trust gets built on understanding. And one of the things that I think was really key is with that full range of people that we had, you know, all ages, all professions, especially in the part that was open to the public, the amazing, really astute questions that you would get from people who were not in, you know, the technical industry. Well, what happens if that LIDAR fails? You know, what's it going to rely on then while you're going 50 mile an hour? And, you know, that's an excellent question. And it like cuts right through to like one of the most important questions of redundancy and that type of stuff. So part of it is letting them understand it, not just see it operate, see the steering wheel move and stuff, but giving that opportunity to learn a little bit more about it. And finally, I caught up with a dear friend and former colleague, Lauren Kittle. Lauren and I worked together on the auto show circuit with FCA. This was before Stellantis. This was in 2016 and 2017. We worked on a program called Drive FCA. And with Drive FCA, we set up at auto shows all around the country. We had the entire FCA lineup, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, And all of these vehicles were on display for auto show attendees to drive on a pre-assigned route near the venue the auto show was being held in. And I really like that part. (laughs) I mean, obviously, I love the cars. Cars were amazing. Uh, But being in the city was always neat, too. So, for example, at the Seattle International Auto Show, you're at Lumen Field Event Center. All the cars are actually out in the parking garage for these ride-and-drive programs. And it wasn't just us there as FCA. Kia was there, Ford was there, VW was there. So attendees could drive a a lot of vehicles. Uh, But FCA really invested in this Drive FCA program. We had a large footprint. We had several display tents, beautiful banners, digital screens, tablets. I mean, we had everything. But at Lumen Field Event Center... You roll out of the parking garage. Keep in mind, like Charger Challenger, we had the Charger Challenger there. So you're coming out of the parking garage with the 6.4 Hemi and the exhaust is just bouncing off the parking garage. (laughs) It's it's cool. Uh, But as you roll out of the parking garage, there's Lumen Field straight ahead of you where the Seattle Seahawks play. I'm a Detroit Lions fan, but whatever. So you get to see neat things like that, you know, football stadiums and different cities downtown. You get to see neat things like that when you're part of these traveling auto show teams. But like on Chevy Truck Team, our job on Drive FCA was to help auto show attendees learn more about the vehicle they wanted to drive after they got signed up. Drive FCA, like Chevy Truck Team, is experiential marketing at its finest. 
Prior to this broadcast, I asked Lauren to send me a bio, just as I do for all of our guests on AutoVision News Radio, something that talks about her experiential marketing background, her time as a product specialist, and then later as a manager of these large-scale events. Uh, instead, Lauren said, just talk about how we used to work together, Carl. <laughs> so, that said, I will tell you the reason why all of us on Drive FCA were drawn to Lauren is because of her kindness. And I mean genuine kindness and concern for everyone around her. And that was matched by her product knowledge. If a consumer had a question about a vehicle and we didn't know it, you asked Lauren. She knew. I remember somebody once asked me the cargo space of an older model Jeep Cherokee. So this is like in 2017. And I, I knew like the specs for the new models, but they wanted to know like the cargo space of like a 2012 or 2013. Uh, Lauren, <laughs> you know, she had the experience and she had the knowledge base, right? And since Lauren and I have worked together, her and Paul have gotten married and recently welcomed baby Cora into the world. And as for experiential marketing, ride and drives and autonomous vehicles, Lauren says it's just going to take time. It's good to have the professionals there to be able to answer questions, but they need to be able to answer them in ways that make sense to the mm -hmm. consumer and not be technical. But I think that it's going to be a slow going process. And I think just getting out there in some of this other stuff I was reading, you know, even with like electric and hybrid vehicles, well, fully electric vehicles, especially people still aren't fully grasping that yet. And that's not even that new. But you are seeing a bigger presence of events that are focused solely on electric vehicles and helping people build a knowledge of what these vehicles actually are and how they work and all that. So I think it's going to be the same thing with autonomous vehicles. It's going to take time. It's going to, they're going to have to get out there and do demonstrations. And really, I think when there's six inches of snow on the ground and patches of ice and wind and snow blowing sideways, like I want to see how it's going to work then. And it's a hard thing to demonstrate. In general, at a very high level, it's a three-step process for consumers. And maybe process isn't the word I want. I just can't think of a better one right now. Uh, but it's this three-step process for consumers. Step one, they see the vehicle online right after it's launched or right after it's announced because the automotive publications and other outlets are writing and posting about it. It's not out yet, but then when it does come out, this is step two, when it does come out, Consumers start to do more in-depth research, and usually because more information is available, pricing and trim levels, and they do more in-depth research, and eventually, step three, they go to the dealership. One, two, three. But experiential marketing in an auto show context is the absolute pinnacle of step number two. And as Lauren explains, the benefits for consumers are innumerable. Just going to the store, to a dealership for a test drive, but they're salespeople, they're trying to push sales. They're not there just to educate you on the product. You know, with the experiential marketing, you're actually, usually you're not salespeople. They're usually people there to tell you about the vehicles and strictly educate you on them. And with big purchases like vehicles, people want to know what they're buying. Having an experience before you invest that much money into something is, is huge. And there's... It's constantly changing. I mean, vehicles, the technology are constantly changing, so it's a way to stay up to date. I think a lot of people still like the idea of, of actually physically driving. They enjoy the experience yeah. of driving a vehicle, and you lose that, you know, with autonomous vehicles. You know, with my car, just sometimes the, the touch screen just goes 
black or restarts and that's just a minor thing it's not to think on a bigger scale that's it's a lot i mean there's a, a lot that goes into into driving a vehicle and to rely solely on the car and the technology to do it can be scary thank you to our three guests hetty popson david agnew and lauren kittle experiential marketing and greater consumer trust for adas and autonomy is there a link i believe the answer is yes in Detroit, I'm Carl Anthony, AutoVision News Radio.